front flip over that pvc pipe and grab that blue star or a green one if you're not good at it you're listening to polygonometry <laughs> this is a podcast with stupid introductions guys if you have any questions comments concerns as always just reach out i got instagram i got facebook i got an email hit me up if you want and if you don't that's fine just don't let that stuff sit inside of you you got to release that into the wild sometimes and that's okay my guest, again, it's just a continuation of everything that we talked about last week, and the conversation keeps rolling, and it's a fun time. My guest is dope, dude. She's great, and I really hope that you guys enjoyed the second half of the conversation that I have with my dad's second oldest sister's second oldest daughter. So they had held the... Um Town accountable. A bunch of people raised a stink about it being on uh, the technically not correct date. Okay. So they um, arranged another town meeting um, to. Can you move the microphone a little bit closer to your face? There you go. To revote on um, whether or not to budget in a full time paid police officer. Gotcha. Um, and uh, which in Pinesdale, there's a culture of there's a culture of doing things for the community unpaid, right? Yeah, a lot of giving your time freely. The police department is unpaid. Mm-hmm. The fire department is unpaid, naturally. The water department was unpaid. The road department is unpaid. Like, yeah, it's all just like the, the, you are... The, the people working are unpaid. Yeah. It's vol- it's all volunteer-based, which is cool. Um, but, uh, you know, for... Communal someone, living. But to ask someone to do a full-time job without pay is ridiculous, especially when your culture demands that they have three wives and 20 kids. Yeah. Know? And <laughs> also, like wife and kids deserve to have a dad making an income absolutely they they deserve to have their dads 40 hours a week bring home bacon and yeah. also our victims deserve a full-time police officer to be able to do quality work well and to, to you know to be able to see deadlines through and this is like they deserve that yeah they have a constitutional right to that mm-hmm. anyway so uh in the city meeting uh it was going to increase you know so they like went over the levy again that it was going to increase each household tax by oh and this i didn't look because i was going to have to call the like town treasurer or something um oh it was like less than 100 bucks i can't remember if that was annually or monthly and it was income based it was a sliding scale so it was like from 11 dollars to 70 dollars okay window um and this it was based on property value Mm -hmm. that's what it was that was the fact i checked I butchered that whole thing. Okay. Um, I butcher everything, so it's okay. <laughs> um, uh, and it was a political zoo. And so, you know, one of the things that is, like, a legal requirement is for every year the police to get up there and say, this is what we're going to do completely with our budget to break it down, to present that to the town. That's a legal requirement. Yeah. So my dad, who was the chief of police, I was at this meeting, goes up there and is breaking it down which is he's supposed to, and they're re-voting on this levy. And stands up out of the crowd and goes, Dewey, we don't need to sit here and listen to you campaigning because he was also up for re-election. And, you know, and my dad was like, okay, that's not what I was up here to do. I'm here to fulfill my legal requirements, but I won't waste your time. And he went and sat down. 
And there were several people who stood up and said, I would like to have a meeting where we can actually hear this out without someone complaining. Like he, there were a couple yeah. of people who stood up and showed support. And then, you know, the town did the cult thing where... <laughs> who, we did the cult thing. Who's going to provide? Like, the Lord will provide. And stands up, starts crying. And he's like, I know that the Lord will provide the right man for the job. And blah, 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 blah. So uh, they voted it down. It lost by a hair. But the town said, fuck you, police department. Fuck you, victims. You don't deserve a proper full-time paid advocate. Jesus Christ. And... um. You know, and for some people, it's like, you know, like, like it was like just the vocal minority caused enough of a stink to, to win, right? Yeah. To get their way. And, yeah, totally. You know, every child's left behind in that. And, um, it was, it was just an absolute shame is, is an absolute shame. Well, yeah. I mean, I think the consequences or the ripple effects of that happening, we don't even know what level Yeah. is it, you know? We don't, going to be, we don't totally know the consequences that yeah. came from that, but it was, and so, you know. I, I mean, what do you think is going to happen? So, well, what happened in that meeting is they, you know, different people stood up and gave testimony about, um, and, and, you know, most of these people really thought they were doing the right thing. You know, most people really thought, you know, the church will provide, that's what cult people think. You know, to be all-inclusive is the right thing to do. You know, it was very few of them, I don't know how to say this. Like, I, I want to say, like, let us abuse our kids in peace, but not really. Like, <laughs> like most people thought, most people thought they <laughs> oh were doing God. what was right. And uh, yeah, I would agree with the sentiment that they weren't saying, like, leave us alone so we can fuck then, our own kids. But it was like, uh, and, the, and it was just, a sh it's really a shame for the victims. I feel like I'm not really portraying this how I want to. Well, um, I think, I think what you're saying is, like, there is, there is a, I mean, I, I again, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but. It sounds like what we're kind of talking about is like there is serious consequences to not having a police officer, a victim's advocate, a, someone who is advocating for some for a area, the blind spot, someone who of our community, someone who yeah. legally actually can advocate for these children. Yeah, and it's um, God, that's so horrible. It, and it was a shame, you know. And it's like the people, the townspeople, had already voted to pass this. Yeah. You know, previously, and then enough people raised a stink about, like, we need to hold our police department accountable for technicalities. So they redid it. And so, you know, they, you know, caused a little bit of anti-police sentiment, which mm -hmm. there is a time and place for that. This wasn't it. Okay. And, um, yeah, and then a vocal minority and then, you know, this guy standing up making it sound like it was something that it wasn't. Yeah. You know, gave a lot of people like, oh, yeah, let's vote it down. You know, it being portrayed as campaigning and this and that, voted it yeah. down. Which is really a shame. Um, and so... Yeah, you're right. We don't know what the long-term ramifications are for that. And like they can't be good, obviously. No. No, it's it's nothing good. But, it's just oh man. Yeah, and these and so then I can't help but think about that. Is the meeting ensued uh you know different uh members are standing up voicing their opinions and so they nominated um one guy to succeed the police department essentially and so he has to like pass get through the police academy blah 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 cuz you can't just become a cop without going through a, you know a series of channels and um so as of now, there's no official, like, uh, totally official police officer in Pinesdale. Yeah. Um, and for, uh, from what I know is he's doing his best. <laughs> I mean, and he's, he's a great guy. He Actually, absolutely is. He, he is a man I've known my whole life as mm -hmm. friends with his kids. Um, I admire him. I've had nothing but great interactions with him. 
that doesn't necessarily mean that it's what it takes to be a cop. He's he's a super nice guy. Yeah. But you kind of you can't always be a nice guy. I think he's I think he's figuring it out. Um, I hope so. I guess I guess I'm not uh, more recently up to date on that. But, yeah. Um, and it's it's complicated, and I don't know, you know. But ultimately, it was that meeting that I was like, no so, way. So so the what would you say is the like from that meeting what you gained or what you gained um, what you saw. Like, it sounds like you were like, oh, this level of, you know, cultish sort of behavior and the, mentality that is something that does not. It was the. It yeah. Was the, um, Do you see what I was trying to say, though? Yes. Okay. It, was, it was the pack mentality. Yeah. That's it what I was, was going to say. The, yeah. yeah. It was the cult think. And then um, it was also like not being able to take a step back from yourself to look at these circumstances that really like these like there were like active current things that really deserved a police officer on hand Yeah, that got shit on and that people couldn't put, you know, their, their taxes, you know, and like, I mean, I hate taxes as much as everyone else. Right. Yeah. Like who couldn't see that as something worth affording. And also then it was immediately followed by the church will provide, the Lord will provide. We need a church man, which no, you don't need a church man. Mm-mm-mm. First of all, no, and no, so no. It was just like, yeah, it was that perfect recipe of things that I was like, Oh, I don't think this is somewhere I have I mean, something I want to be a part of. Um, uh, yeah, and it, like, and, and it was, it leaves, leaves me feeling sick it was, in my stomach. And it was a shame. It was, it I was like it. truly, and this is where, this is what, you know, Pinesdale ultimately is the noisy minority. Yeah. Giving everyone a bad name. Yeah. That's what Pinesdale is. Yep. And that's a shame. Um, you know, yeah, you're, I think you're right. It's saying that like, had we voted that through, as a town, then the bad name of Pinesdale, this this stigma, probably would have like been a little bit more falling away, and like, you know, our reputation for being upstanding, good, honest people would have maybe kind of come into a little bit more of the limelight. But since we decided to vote it down, the another consequence of that happening is that we are still going to be lauded as these crazies up on the hill. Yes, because then you know the you know was a um, he had experience on other police departments. Like it's not like he was a novice. He yeah. Was, relatively new but he had some experience in other police departments so he's qualified for the job and you know instead and they just ultimately abolished the whole thing and wanted to start from scratch instead mm-hmm. of you know someone who um was a great cop and had great reviews so then the surrounding area is like yeah. oh you guys don't think you need one cop yeah like anyways do you think that it would be worth i don't know i i know where you're going with this next but do you think it'd be worth it just to uh, get rid of the entire Pinesdale police force thingy and just have the county figure it out? And just be uh, just under be a the part of jurisdiction. Yeah, I don't. Okay, here's what I do know: if the town was formed officially in 1983, and that, I believe officially, was, officially, officially, wasn't it incorporated in 1960s? Mm, well, it became because okay, so the original town. The way the town government was written was rewritten years later. Oh, okay. And so um, the Pinesdale Police Force was, uh, was it was the police force was made in 1983 and then had its own jurisdiction. Okay. That's okay. What it is. That's when, Excuse me. okay, gotcha. Excuse me. I just read that the other day, the town's, the, the police force's origins. Uh, okay. I was drawn a blank. No, it's okay. And so previously they were under the jurisdiction of the sheriff's office. And in the county. Correct. And I know that your dad had good relationships with the had, county he like a great relationships yeah. and and what the town of Pinesdale did not know was how good that was for them yes to have to have 
uh, someone who's friends with these people and good, you know, people who, you know, they had a lot of mutual respect for each other and yep. that, you know, that they had a great advocate for them to these uh, Gentiles. <laughs> the and, Gentiles. And they, they had no clue, right? They yeah. had no clue that, that he was one of their best advocates and he hooked them up with a great attorney. The town had a kick-ass attorney for a long time mm-hmm. on behalf of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's too bad. Damn. It's too bad. And the, uh, but that was for me. I was like, oh, this is... Theocracy is not for me. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's tough. Now we have uh, the PPD. We always had the PPD. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so I don't know if... Um, how much I want to talk about this. It's up to you. Um, I got all the so time in the world. One of the other things that happened just previously to this... Um, this is one thing my dad has said and it took me a while to believe him okay he said these like you know it doesn't like like there were some a few really bad eggs in pinesdale and they're gone now you know like that's john ray chival palacio whatever Mm. but ultimately most of these people really thought that what they were doing was the right thing like in hindsight i would agree with that that it wasn't but ultimately these people thought they were grandpa's like that yes i I think most of them were like yeah totally like they had believed in something and they were willing well, to put in the work. And whatever they were doing or facing at that time, those decisions were made in good faith. Yes. Which in hindsight may have been wrong, but they were following their moral compasses most of the time. Yes. And so there was um, the most prolific recent case, you know, of Moroni Nuttle, which is that mm-hmm. this was a young boy who had been caught and he apparently um, was a pretty prolific perpetrator. And he was young. He was young, mm-hmm. young. And one of the things that happened was, this was before the town meeting, um, there was a petition that went around Pinesdale about to um, have bail posted and be on the pretense that the cops were yeah. making it up and that uh, the cops were mean. And God. a very, very large part of the community I remember that, signed dude. that. And, like, and, you know, these people thought they were doing what was right. But what these people didn't have was confession tapes and the information statements. Yes. And so this, you know, this kid who desperately needed intervention posted bail and reoffended. Yep. And so, you know, now pretty quickly after he posted bail, right? His lifetime consequences, you know, jumped up dramatically. Yeah. Um, and it's awful. It's really awful. That's so God. And there were members of his own family who had written letters saying, don't let him out. Like a lot of his family were like, you're making this all up. But yeah, we, you know, we all know who was who. And some of them were like, no, he needs Do to be not, where he is. Yes. He needs to stay um, <laughs> under lock and key. And, and these were also people, I don't know how much you want to air this. These were also people that the whole town before they knew about that, they were like, kept them at arm's length. Yeah. Like it's, it was weird. It was, it was, um, it's a weird time and it's a shame. And, and the, that was uh, truly a boy with no advocate, with people who were thinking they were advocating and not knowing how to do it, and then people who were and were being thwarted by that. And is people with the intentions that were, you know, yeah, like you, what you said, they're 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 operating off of what they think is true and right, and off of misinformation. They were told the cops made half this stuff up, and they believed it. First yeah, all. and that and that, uh, you know, that he deserves reprimand because the cops were mean to him. It's there's a difference between mean or not. Like we we weren't there. We don't know that sure. could use more information, but which they weren't. I'm sure. 
I mean, um, yeah, okay. <laughs> listen, Cop Dewey is the most eloquent, respectful, calm. It's terrifying. Yes. Okay? No, it's, like, yeah. Like, Cop Dewey is the nicest guy. He is, he's respectful. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he's not blustering like people think is a cop. Um, that's just football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's just whenever the Cowboys lose. And so, like, that, that was an instance for Pinesville, too, that was, uh, that was a big disappointment. And so, these are a lot of things, I think, that for the people our age yeah. who look at Pinesdale and see a lot of sexual abuse and um, the impression that it's okay. Yeah. Or from things like that. When when really we were all so young, it's not like we were told the whole story. No, you know? totally not. No, in, in, in fact, we were blatantly told not to talk about it at all. Which, of course, we did. Yeah. Because we all were dying to know. Yeah, because we didn't know what was going on. And it was amongst our peers. Yeah. It was like, I mean, yeah. I remember being on like like Boy Scout outings. Or, it, you know, you could call it a Boy Scout outing. It wasn't really. It was just like us just going up on the mountain and, you know, exploding chili cans in the fire. But like. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember there was, there was, after that all went down, there was kind of a little bit of a, like, what? Why can't, like, what's going on? Like, because it's, you know, you have all these thoughts and doubts and you know, we need to, you need to express how you're and feeling. We weren't allowed to talk about sex. And yeah. God forbid we weren't to talk about sex abuse. No, absolutely not. It was probably more okay <laughs> to talk about abuse than it was to talk about pleasure. Yeah. Truthfully. Damn. But yeah, so the, like, yeah, it's a sh- Pinesdale did, you know, let's talk about, we'll get there. Let's talk about the bad first. Let's see what we're doing. Um, this is my opinion. And this, okay. might, this might be controversial. Okay. That culturally, AUB is obsessed with sex. And that's on like a subliminal level because you can't be outwardly positively obsessed with sex, right? So it leaks out in all these weird ways. You put a cap on something, the pressure goes elsewhere. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, um... And I think that defined a lot of our experiences. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that goes right into the sexism portion of it and the abuse of children portion of it. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, and it's, the abuse it's, of, se- I mean, excuse me, the suppression of sexuality. Yes, the se- suppression, repression, whatever, eschen. There's, I mean, I, I've expressed this before on the show, but like, it still affects me, like sexually. For sure. You know? For sure. And, you know, thankfully, I'm I'm in a relationship with a partner who is so patient and so kind. Life and, changing. Yeah, and that to me is like that's the first time I've ever really had that, mm-hmm. and it's just like it's so unbelievable that there's. I mean, you, you would think that that would, why why is that so unbelievable to us? You know, why is that so hard for us to kind of like wow, we're blowing our mind with how awesome you are without like, you know, without shaming me or judging me or or whatever you know, with all these various hangups that I have sexually. And she's like, yeah, no, it's okay. Like in your own time. And yeah. I'm like, holy oh. shit. Is this what real life is like? So this might be, I know my parents are going to listen to this. Okay. I'm not sorry. <laughs> but um, like there's this girl I was seeing for five minutes. Okay. And um, we were just talking about sex and whatever. And she's like, well, if, if like you're in the mood and I'm not, that's fine. Like just help yourself. And I'll just like go to sleep to it. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, don't you think if anyone's going to see you masturbate, it should be your partner, right? And I was like, what the fuck? What? Like, it never occurred to me. I was like, that's crazy. Cause, yeah, because, I mean, yeah, masturbation's Which, a sin. 
it's not okay. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, but I mean, I want to, you know, make sure that I have the release that I, you yeah. know, desire and want and in front of you when you're not actively participating. That's not how it works. Well, and it was her doing that, like, like, and she was a nightmare. Let me okay. say, <laughs> this was super healthy where like, she just like, she opened up this pathway for me of like, this is a really healthy way to be like, yes, it's a sec, it's a physical phenomenon that I am totally supportive of you indulging in. Okay. And I'm not going to harm your feelings in like that, you know, okay. in, to gotcha. kill any negative emotions to go with it so that you can still fulfill that and know that I love you and support you. Okay. And I was, that just blew my mind. Wow. That was something that had never occurred to me. Yeah. That, that's one of those weird things that I was like, ooh. Mutual yeah. masturbation is kind of a good, a good time. I was like, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, because there, there's definitely is that, that connotation of like sex equals two people. And you like, I mean, yeah, you can masturbate whatever, but that's a sin. So therefore it's bad. Yes. But then you're doing the sin in front of the person you're supposed to be sharing that experience with. That's that. No. Well, and then like <laughs> you can be in the mood and I don't have to be. Yeah. Weird. That's so weird. That was mind blowing to me. That's that's crazy, yeah. right? Not, there's no polygamist women who have ever experienced anything like that before. Doubtful. <laughs> I doubt it. I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> sure. Well, when you become a polygamist woman, we'll figure that out. We'll have you back on the show. Oh, I've had a great story about that. Okay. Which I want you to know didn't occur to me till I was driving up here today and I was like, oh, that's a great one. It's a great story. So I was, yes, oh, I was 17. Okay. That's specific. Okay. Um, and my best friend who lived in Utah uh, was seeing this guy and he had moved up here because, you know, we were all in high school. So it's like we have control, right? Sure. And he moved up here and she's like, go be his friend. Like he just moved up there. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Can do. And so like him and I are like friends and whatever. And um, apparently his mom was a nightmare about it like about us hanging out. And I was like, I have like a boyfriend. Like you and this, and your friend's boyfriend. Correct. Who she was like, he's, you know, okay. and he moved up here to Pinesdale. And, um, and then like, as time goes on, she started to be really weird about it, about us hanging out. Which oh, was, like, did she feel like there was lot. like competition? Well, here's how the cookie crumbled. <laughs> um, him and I had the same birthday, right? And so we, uh, we, <laughs> that's important. So we'd argue about like who was the older one. And of uh, course it was always me. Right. Uh, yeah. And, um, and then, uh, there were a bunch of kids up here from Utah. We all hung out and they had just broken up, whatever we hung out. So your friend and this guy had broken up. Yes. So now that's in the past. Yes. And we one were, door we were closes in a group setting, not a big deal. <laughs> and then, um, Oh, you're wrong. <laughs> and, um, you're mistaken about the okay. trajectory. All right. That's fine. <laughs> and, um, so then my dad comes in, he's like, where's this kid? His mom's looking for him. This is not like he skipped town to Utah and he's not allowed to because it's technically kidnapping. And I was like, dad, it's 18. He's like, no, he's not. I was like, we have this same birthday. We just turned 18. And he's like, no, I think his mom knows how old he is. I'm like, no, 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 no. Dad, <laughs> we have the same birthday. We fight about this all the time. Apparently he was a whole year younger oh, and didn't tell anyone. Shit. And he, she knew that he was a year younger than her and she's a year older than me. And turns out it was two years younger than her. And as this all comes out, she starts telling me about it. Apparently he had plans to marry her first. And then you second. Her other best friend second. And then you third. Her other best friend third. So you fourth. And I was the fourth 
wife. Uh, and I would, you know, the whole time I was hanging out with this kid, he was like, I'm never going to be a polygamist. I hate this shit. This whole thing. So I had no clue. And she, he was like controlling and stuff. And she never told me that he was like that. So I had what? no clue. And he lied about his age, this whole thing. And it was like, his mom had every right, which his mom was a, a nightmare. Yeah. Um, but that was like a weird polygamous thing. I was like outraged you. at the prospect of being a fourth wife, which I now know is the best wife <laughs> to be. <laughs> to be to be the youngest okay, so and why, okay, so last on. makes you the best. Okay, pause. Okay, so why just because last makes you the best like there's got to be another like reason why you think fourth is the best situation to be in okay either okay scenario one the couple leaves the group first wife is the best first wife is first love you leave your other wives sure. or their second rate and you stay with your first wife because that was your first love okay scenario two staying in the group the first wife is bitter because she's it's usually better because yeah. she has to watch her husband go and marry other women, which okay. is horrific. Yeah. Horrific. Totally. I could, I could never endure that. Yeah. Um, and the, you know, the last wife is usually significantly younger. Sure. Um, and is the least bitter. She's the sweetheart. She's always the sweetheart. Yeah. Okay. All right. So anyway. nobody hates the fourth wife. Nobody. All right. Never do. <laughs> Never do. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's awesome. It depends on if you're a good or bad polygamist. If you're a bad polygamist, you want to be the last wife for sure. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, that was an experience <laughs> I had where apparently I was enrolled for this family that you're, I had no picked. clue. You're which I want you to know, ultimately, that guy married the woman who was supposed to be a second wife. <sighs> and so he only got like twenty five percent of his plan done. Yeah. Which is Poser. More, which is more than he deserves. That's for true. Sure. I agree. But yeah, it was a that was a trip. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> that's crazy that you were like picked to be. Well, in me finding out that uh, that's why she a, was irritated, and like the way my, like I experienced things with him, like we just like hung out, we'd go kick a soccer ball, sure, go get ice cream and whatever, yeah. and then like turns out he was scoping. He was courting me. He was scoping out. Yeah, and. She started to get weird and jealous. I was like, you asked me to be his friend. Because she wanted you to be part of their future family. No, I don't think that I was... <laughs> him and I hadn't met yet, so I don't think I was on the table to be a wife. That's why I was fourth, because I was the one he met last. Mm, and it wasn't okay. until that um, our friendship followed that she was like, oh, I don't like this. It was weird. Especially because he was weird. up here in the state with me. And that's, a that's obviously like a totally female experience that I have no frame of reference for because for me I would be the person courting and going and kicking the soccer ball and getting ice cream it's <laughs> yeah. like whatever I got four yeah <laughs> I mean but that's like you know if you actually believe this religion that is not how it's supposed to happen no. there is an order of operations yeah there is some logistical stuff that has to and go down and wow that was that was a weird experience that was that was an experience of a shitty person being enabled by their religion yeah and abusing that yeah Betraying trust for sure. Mm -hmm. Hardcore. Yep. To the point where you're like willing to lie about your birthday. What a weird thing to lie about. Well, to be older. So you could marry all these women. Ugh, they marry young anyway. Yeah. It was wild. It was Jesus. wild. And this is a wild experience. <laughs> I wish him the worst. <laughs> and I'm not, let me say, I'm not a very vindictive person. But also like there have been uh, accusations of him abusing his siblings. Wasn't allowed to be alone with them. Ooh, that's it, a bad look. I've learned to have more foundation than I thought. Okay. So there you go. Validation. Yes. For yes. how how crappy he was to you. Yes. Okay. Um, and so then I have a couple of notes of like observations I have. All right. 
Uh, Are you going to do like a type five on airline food? I don't know how to do that. Okay. It's a stupid joke about observational humor. It's okay. okay. I can play crickets really quick. Anyway, that's whatever. Okay. <laughs> Those are not crickets. Those are not crickets. Which one's the cricket? good. No. There we go. Excellent. Yeah. This is the worst part of yeah. Let it happen. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna let it happen. We're done. Okay. Okay, so uh, I already said this, but you know, uh, our sweet little town, which has amazing, amazing attributes. Yes. Um, the shitty minority always overshadowed overshadowed the good majority of people here. I couldn't agree more. Um, and all the bad things I say are not for the good majority, <laughs> whom I love. Yes. Some of the you know some of the people I admire most, I hold in the highest of esteem, are from here and before you go on i do want to say like if there are people out there that still feel as though this podcast is just a shit talking fest about how bad polygamists are ask me to be on the show because i want to hear the other parts i want to see and hear and everything else every polygamist i've asked so far except for three have said no which okay i have so many compliments like i those people like come out and and if you want to hear the other side the better side the silent majority, mm -hmm. the better side of it, be that person, get on the show so we can actually balance this shit out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that um, some of these strongest family units I've ever been exposed to were the few that were able to practice really, really good polygamy. Yeah. Uh, being uh, mm -hmm. um, Marv Jessup, like, you know, one of the patriarchs of our town, he, you don't know which kids are from what wife which is a thing in a polygamous group. Like, you know which yeah. kids are from which wife. And of those, you don't know because they were all the same family. It is amazing. Like, there are some polygamists who were, like, they, you are one family unit, and that's mm -hmm. incredible. I yeah. Like, I have unbelievable admiration for that, for their yeah. ability to father, to be a husband. Amazing. Yeah. Am amazing, amazing feat. That the capacity to love for polygamists is intense. Yes. Yeah. And when it's done well, it is, when it's done well, it's like, of course, this is what God wanted. Yeah. It's, it's remarkable. Yeah. It's incredible. It's breathtaking and, in a lot of ways. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I don't use that word lightly. Like no. the word breathtaking. It's kind of like, Oh my God. Awe inspiring. Cause you can't say awesome anymore. It's been hijacked. What? Awesome has been hijacked. You can say awesome, but it used to mean like to be full of awe. Oh, to inspire awe. Mm -hmm. Who said that awesome can't be said anymore? You can, you was can. it the Nambla folks? No, 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 no. I, I swear to God, it was, if it's the Nambla it, folks. <laughs> but you don't say it for that meaning. I say awesome all the time. Okay. Whatever. I'm going to say that. That's Fuck awesome. that shit. I'm going to say awesome. awesome. I don't care. That's not what I meant. <laughs> not what I meant. You're going to edit that whole argument out. Nope. Um, one of the things that um, has been said is, you know, it is better to follow a nice man who is a liar, a liar who is a nice man than to follow an asshole who is telling the truth. Meaning it's better to follow, um, someone's, uh, politeness as opposed to their morals. truth. Yes. That's something that has been told and practiced. Uh, oh my and, God. Uh, and you know, that just takes time. That just takes learning the hard way. But that's something that can be perpetuated and has been said in our communities. You're better yeah. off following, a good, a polite man who's wrong than the mean guy who's right. That's just, yep. that has so many things wrong with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can talk for a long time about that. Yes. Um, oh my God. What the fuck? So I had <sighs> a, a really, I had a really interesting observation. Okay. Um, 
from listening to your podcast. Uh-oh. Oh, this is a great one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we're aware there was a well-established caste system, class system, if you will. Okay. For clarification. In our community, right? Yes. Well-established. And everyone outside of it, no matter what, no matter where you fell on that ladder, we all have the same trauma. Like, like people, Okay, explain that a little bit. So the just people so, yeah. who were the lowest class and the people who were the highest class in Pinesdale prior to their leaving, yeah. um, on the outside, we all had feel the same way about it, which was very interesting to me. Oh, so what you're saying is like... The, the royalty and the peasants who have left the group have feel, shared the same sentiment. Yes, which, there we go. Um, is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, it's very interesting to me. I'm like, you know, like there are a couple on here who I was like, oh, you're kind of more royalty who have the same feelings I do. And yeah. I wasn't royalty. And yeah. I'm like, oh. So. Kind of brings things a little bit more full circle then. Yes. And yeah. That, and that was a, a really cool observation. That's something I really enjoyed hearing. Um, yeah, totally. That ultimately, ultimately we all it walked cool. away feeling the same. Yeah, it's cool that we all experience trauma together. Hey, ride or die. Misery loves company. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, um, one of my favorite things that ever happened in Pinesdale. Uh, field was, day. Oh, shit. I found a bunch of old pictures of field day. Do you know how little we were? Dude, so small. There's like so these small. hilarious action shots of like my brothers doing the long jump. And they're like two and a half feet tall. Oh, so small, dude. And they're badass. So cool. Dude, uh, yeah. That was easily like, it was like uh, the piney combine. Oh. And you would just show up and dude, you're going to get drafted. You're going to get drafted to heaven, dude. Field day. You're going to get dude. Like six blue stars on that thing. Dude, if you get a blue star, you are in the celestial kingdom for that event specifically. I don't give a shit. Absolutely. I, I am going to be throwing water balloons with God, dude. That's what's going to happen. It was awesome. It was awesome. But no, that's not what I was talking about. Anyway. But I did just observe a bunch of field day photos and it brought back a whole lot of stuff oh, all of it. all great memories all super great memories yeah um so the best thing in pinesdale day <laughs> you're laughing i'm laughing because i can't agree more dude you're so was, right okay you're so okay. right <laughs> so holy shit this, this is one of the most oh one of the most beautiful instances of community i've ever seen so there was a woman who yes um was suffering mental illnesses yep. and she had a break and ran to the hills and was suicidal not for the first time so this you know a yes. very real fear and the whole town pulled together in the most fucking incredible incredible way you know like it was awful it was like what was it like october it was wet it was, it was not a good day. It was poor weather. It was cold. And, you know, like the women pulled together and either they were watching the children or they were cooking gigantic pots of chili. Yep. And the men were out hiking. The search and rescue was up here. There were several fire departments. It was in. It was incredible. It was one of the most beautiful, beautiful pulling together things I have ever witnessed in my so life. So she went missing. We didn't, we, no one could, no one knew where she was. Did she, she left a note though, right? Yes. Yes. Some sort of, whether it was a suicide note or, you know, it was, it was very evident that it was kind of like, this is the end for me. And she left, we couldn't find her and the entire community. And what's so cool and why I was laughing is because it, it's just like, all hitting me at once because we have helicopter pilots in our community yep. we have search and rescue people in our community yep. we have emts we have all these people that Paramedics. have these various skill sets that combined into this gigantic effort i okay so during that that day it was a sunday because mm -hmm. uh, all the men were home from work yep 
<laughs> and so I was actually, this is when I was investigating the LDS church down in Corvallis. And I'm sitting there during priesthood meeting or their version of priesthood meeting, right? Because mm -hmm. they don't have it at, you know, one o'clock in the morning on Sundays. Um, and this guy gets up and he said, some of our fellow community members from Pinesdale are experiencing something that is extremely difficult. And he kind of explained the situation. I didn't know that that was happening. Oh, weird. I was at church. Weird. Down in Corvallis attending, you know, I, I had already apostatized. Right. Right. And so I hear about my community experiencing this hardship. And I was like, what? The? I got to go home. I got to go home. So I got home and I'm wearing like my church clothes, my shoes, pant, whatever, tie. And everyone's out. Everyone. Everyone, Everyone in the community is like, they're searching through garbage cans and shit. Like Everyone put on their boots that day, yeah. literally. And we found her. It was, it was a, it's a beautiful story. And to cap it off with some sentiment, uh, this woman's brother mm -hmm. was uh, with one of, a couple of our uncles. Yeah. Uh, was just agitated. They had been out and been back and been out and been back. And they're sitting there and he's looking at the hills, frustrated, going, where are you? Where are you? And he stopped and he goes, she's right there. And they yep. hightailed it up to the spot, which he didn't see her. It was mm -hmm. full intuition and brought her home. Yeah, she and, was there. And it, oh gosh, it was incredible. Yeah, dude. And one of the, <laughs> I might edit this out, I don't know. One of the best jokes I ever heard about that situation oh, no. was, uh, you're yeah. editing that out. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, that's funny. And uh, I actually... Maybe uh, here's what I should do. I should have a, a regular episode where I have everything edited, but then I could have like a Patreon where people password. subscribe with a password and they pay idea. me to hear the unedited shit. That's a good idea. That's a really good idea. I would pay for maybe. it. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know yeah, if I should no, do that. you really shouldn't. I'm a capitalist You're pig. You're a lot more calling you. <laughs> <laughs> that has to get edited out too. Okay. Um, just the name. <laughs> um... Anyway, um, I met that woman again a couple of years ago, uh, 2019, and she is doing great. She's she doing works, so great now. She works in a mental health advocacy ward. Yeah. Awesome. What a story. Damn, tired tear trigger. It was. That's so rad. That's mm -hmm. so dope for her that mm -hmm. she was able to pull it together, and you know, she made it on the other side. Mm -hmm. There's it's so, there amazing. are so many people who don't yep. and she did. Well, and you know, what a better advocate than someone who knows someone oh, who's been there. Very intimately. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Knows yeah. those feelings and those thoughts and those sentiments but that's to my, a T. That's my most treasured uh, piece of pine steel, which I have many, many, gosh, what a great place to grow up. Dude. So badass. Oh, Loved it. You're the coolest shit. I constantly think like, okay, when is my prime? When's, when's my prime? And I'm like, dude, 12. first through sixth grade. <laughs> dude, that was when I was at my peak. That was in my prime. <laughs> I cried incessantly. <laughs> yeah, dude. Just like you would go out. Dude, did you ever do this? Did you ever be like, yeah, I'm just going to go exploring. And you just left the house. Yep. Did that all the time. I'm sure you did. I'm sure, you, awesome. I'm sure you were never home. Yeah. I mean, it's summertime. It was like either we were at Sam's Pond or on the mountain. Mm-hmm. We're either catching frogs and getting sunburnt, or we're trying to like God. chop down lupins with Pedaling, the willow. Pedaling that bike up the hill to the pond, like earning it, right? You're sweating. <laughs> in the this hill It's is, all uphill for this me. This hill is 90 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just pedaling up that thing. This hill. And it's hot. Yes. But 
oh, what a treat to get to the top. And yep. then you get to drive home. You're, I mean, ride home. You're home in like 90 seconds. Oh, yeah. And it's so freezing easy. by the time you get home because you're yeah, still you're wet. Cold. It's cold. It's wonderful. No, we made, a, we made a point. I usually didn't ride my bike up because it took t- too short. I, it was this stupid masochistic level bullshit that Devin and I got into when we were kids where we were like, no, nah, man, we got to like, you know, we got to suffer a little we gotta bit. got to do it the hard way. Yeah, we got to do it the hard way. So what we did is instead of going up the barn road and going up to the pond, we would walk through Les's field. Oh, excellent. So we would have to like go through like barbed wire yeah, and shit sure. and he would yell at us, stepping, you know, dodging cow pies, getting charged by bulls. Cow pies. It was great. It's awesome. Cow pies was like one of our four basic food groups. Yeah, because you would always eat it when you were walking home from school because you would have, dude, classic trick. You either had your wrist rocket with you or <laughs> you had a, just like a just a stick and you would be in the middle with your stick and you're just whacking leaves and grass and you, sure. you always had a stick. Oh, by the way, thinking of sticks, the stick just barely got inducted into the U.S. National Toy Hall of Fame. Excellent. How great is that, that dude? Be pretty high up on that. Yeah. Like it oh. inspires creativity no matter Truly. what. Cross culturally as Truly. well. Anyway, so you have a stick and you want to make sure that if you're walking around in Pine <laughs> This goes out for all the people who are gonna be walking around in Pinesdale in the future. <laughs> uh you and three of your friends, or four, it doesn't matter, uh, or two of your friends. Two. Yeah, basically, ideally it's you and two buddies. True. You're in the middle. You have your stick. You're walking around. You see a fresh cow pie in front of you. You're like, all right, game time. (laughs) So what you do is you kind of slow the pace just a little bit, right? And so they're going a little bit ahead of you. And right as they are approaching the cow pie that's right in front of you to either side of them, right? You know, to their left and their right. You slam that stick down and you just Moses that shit. Truly. Boom. All up the pant leg, (laughs) gets in your hair, your ears. You get an ear infection. You have to call your mom. My brothers were so mean. (laughs) Because we had, you know, the field right adjacent to our place. uh, There's those three apple trees. Oh, yeah. Oh, and we'd go play out there and uh, the bees would be everywhere. And, yeah, if someone was down walking around a cow pie, you could be up in the tree. And my brothers obviously were much better at it than me. (laughs) You know, nail a cow pie with an apple and, like, a little mine that explodes next to you. No, I've – and your your older brother, Luke, he was so skilled. He is still. He's so – and he – it it makes me angry, actually, at how good he is at just throwing rocks. He is Calvin of Calvin and Hobbes. He is. He truly is. Like, he – I – dude, you remember when he killed the seagull at Flathead Lake? Yeah, and you know it's not the first. That's not the only seagull no. story either. Yeah, he has a he has multiple killing seagulls with a rock stories. And it, my mom got mad at him every time. Well, I mean, okay, so for some context. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> we were at Flathead Lake, one of the biggest freshwater lakes in the West. Okay, we're hanging out. There's seagulls everywhere, or lake gulls, or whatever you want to call them. Basically, seafaring birds, and you're the brother. <laughs> Which is, I mean, there's rocks everywhere, and if you there's a body of water and there's rocks, rocks are going in the water. Yep. That's just the way the world works. And he sees a seagull flying up, and he just hums a rock at it and just Help beans it. it, just beans it right out of the sky, falls, breaks its neck, and just goes out of the water. And they said, hey, you have to go out there and swim out and get it. Yep. <laughs> yep. But he has done that he, multiple times. Yep, yep. He is the most innovative and um, opportunistic person I've ever known. God, like his ability, so his ability mad. to see an opportunity that no one else would, or a tool, for example. Like one time he farted it in a shoebox and dumped the fart 
onto my sister and it worked. (laughs) 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 Or this is better. This is better. (laughs) One time he farted into a a pool noodle and capped both ends (laughs) and then blew it at my sister and that also worked. (laughs) Oh, but I mean, that is so. that is so Luke. It makes me so it's fucking beautiful. mad. He needs to be on the show. Why oh, isn't he, he here? Should. And not not for the sake of polygamy, just for the sake just of just for the fun of it. The tales. God oh. damn it, dude. He was yeah. I mean, and Luke caught. Luke was a little wilderness beast. He caught every critter you could. One time, I mean, Will Will. Oof, sorry, shout out to the boyfriend. <laughs> uh, Luke was like mm, nine, maybe. Caught a peacock. Well, yeah, because they were the Lewises. And there's, yeah, but there's a kid, a nine-year-old, which is smaller than you think, walking up the driveway with a peacock. (laughs) He's like, Like, it's no big thing. Look what I found. I remember he caught a shrew. Oh, he, how many, how many people have seen a shrew, let alone catch one? Not I. I think the the only thing he didn't ever catch was a chipmunk. Oh, he tried so oh, many times, dude. Late, late combo trips with the family. Hours. Red vines, man. Truly. The squirrel crack. Truly. <laughs> uh, it's just, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Luke. There's got to be a badge for that somewhere. Uh, I mean, if there's a, a merit badge for being, you know, mischievous as fuck, then your older brother has it's it. So, so, such good intentions, too. Like, he's one of my best friends. He's the best. He's the best. He's truly the best. Do you want to end on your older brother? Or do you have more? No. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, so, one of the things I loved about Pinesdale to growing up there is um, what I love about all Mormons is the family orientation, which everybody says about Mormonism. Love it. But the best. like So great, like, man. You know, my mom having seven brothers was so cool. Like we would, could be at the lake and you know, you'd have, you'd have four or two uncles standing chest deep in the water and they would get you on the, you know, you'd stand on their feet and they'd throw you up in the air and you could yeah. like, do flips and shit into the lake. Dude, just, it was, it was never a bad time. Well, and that we got to have those experiences Every week. Yeah. Like, we had it so good. Dude, every, yeah, no, and it was a big, huge barge of a family, but we, dude, I think about that, and of course, just the way that time happens, like, people grow apart, people have their own families, Mm -hmm. people grow, like, all this, Mm -hmm. all this stuff. But I think back on those times of, like, coming here to the house, picking raspberries, grandma yelling at us, Mm -hmm. like, eating or faking that we ate our beets so we can get one of your mom's cinnamon rolls. I still... I've started dabbling in beets. And I just started beets just like last year. Same. <laughs> Still tough. Still tough. Yeah. And the way the grandma would just, uh, grandma was so great too. Cause she, she's the coolest grandma that she, ever lived. She had a way of making every single one of her grandkids feel like they were her favorite. That's exactly what I say about grandma. The identical is like, the coolest grandma that ever lived had 28 grandkids when she died and every single one of them thought they were the favorite. Yep. But I don't know if you know, it was me. Okay. That's, that's false. <laughs> we all know that's false. Cause I was buzz. I was a buzz. Grandma danced at my wedding. Oh yeah. You fucking had that shit. God damn it. I can't compete with that. I have photographic evidence. She never danced. No, she never. She hardly danced. ever went to church. That was that was the coolest thing Grandma ever did, too. That was so. And I wasn't cool for there her. either. Her sons got to experience that. That was so cool. That's that was, so rad. It was. We got. There's great pictures of them dancing with Grandma. It was so cool. Oh, that's so awesome. Because you made that deal with her before, right? Yeah, she was trying to die, and I was like, "Girl, no." <laughs> <laughs> she was girl, like, and she, you know, like my wedding was coming up, and she's like, "I've got to get you something really cool, yeah, really cool," and I was like. I want you to come dance at my wedding. I was adamant. And, you know, when she, 
you know, before her memory had recovered from her diabetic coma, mm-hmm. for your backstory, um, she was incorrigible. And I was one of the few she would listen to. Like, yeah. I was one of the few who I could be there and be like, she didn't know who I was. Didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, she'd be like, I want to go home. I'm like, well, you have to do this. This is what they want you to do. And then we'll get you home. And I was one of the few she would think, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she was like, what? Well, you know, I've, I wanted to be something really cool, really cool. Got to dance this, my this wedding. That's what grandma. I want. And That's so did. cool, man. That was very cool. And then she passed three months later. Yeah, it was pretty quick after your wedding. That she For passed. no good reason. You know, people punch their ticket. Yeah. Yeah. And she, hers was punched for a while. I don't know. I, I felt like, uh, I felt like she was stolen. I feel like she was taken. Yeah. That's how you feel about it. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm very unresolved about that one. Hmm. We don't have to get into that one. No, we don't. <laughs> That's too much. Okay. I've got a couple great experiences okay. that I wrote down. Little quickies. Um, I was 15 and practice in my household growing up was every Easter, the boys got a new shirt, and the girls got a new Easter dress, and that's what you would wear to church that Easter yes. Sunday. Yeah. Um, and my mom got me this really uh, typical thing for my mom to buy me, specifically. It was this very hippie commune-looking thing, white shift dress. <laughs> um, love it. Yeah. And uh, So you're 15. I'm 15. Okay. And a couple months later, there was a dance, which, how lucky were we to grow up with dances? <laughs> Dude. Teton Mountain Stomp till I die, dude. <laughs> I miss that. I totally miss just having dances on the regular. Um, and I wore my Easter dress, and I was uh, with your younger sister. Yes. And one of her good friends, mm-hmm. not a groupie, was there. And um, they both were wearing shorter dresses. And mind you, my shift dress, when we called it my Nephite dress, fell like middle of the knee, bottom of the knee. Your and it was it was three quarter sleeve. Your neophyte dress. And uh, whatever, I wear this cute ass dress to the dance. <laughs> Your neophyte dress. I slay all the married men there. Oh God. <laughs> and then not true. Yeah. And the next day, my mom comes barging into my bedroom, and she's like, "What did you wear to the dance last night?" Because me sneaking out in something I shouldn't was not unreasonable. <laughs> and that was not an unreasonable accusation. And um. Yeah, she came barging in, and I was like, Mom, Mom, Mom. She's like, Whoa. what did you wear? What did she wear? I was like, I wore my Easter dress. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I got it. I was like, I wore this last night. Apparently, someone, I have a good guess who it is, I don't know, some mother called my mom and said that what I was wearing was so short and so inappropriate, she had to cover her son's eyes as I walked by. And this was a 12 and up dance, people. And I was just like, and that was, you know, like, that's just a little little anecdote of <laughs> a little sprinkle of uh <laughs> of body shaming and dude you being are a girl in a cult you dude. whore truly <laughs> truly um here's another thing that was perpetuated you skank wearing a nephite <laughs> dress god damn it crazy crazy what the fuck are you thinking don't look at her calves yeah how dare you show your ankles bigger than her brothers <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You had chicken leg brothers. Um, we uh, Another thing that happened, I was, um, mm, this is probably fourth or fifth grade. Okay. And a classmate of mine, a girl, said something about nail polish. She goes, well, I don't wear nail polish because, you know, like, what if you died and you went to heaven and, like, you had that on and, like, Jesus saw you with that? <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> I was just like, I think it's like, 
We can't. Who, wait, we hold can't on. Have but stop, stop, stop. So. And that's obviously not an original thought from this 10 year old girl. Like, that no. is. Oh, that she was 10? I mean, if I were, if we were in fourth or fifth grade, we were 10 and 11. Oh, that's right. Okay, okay. So, so like, she that, thought. That's not a free thinking opinion. So when you die, Jesus gives a shit about the varnish. The Jezebel. The Jezebel. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like. Yeah, as I comb through the past, I find all these little things. As an adult, I go, no kidding. Oh, man. That's great. I think that is the quintessential, like, cult mentality almost, where it's like, well, <laughs> there's something that's so far out of what anybody would think would be normal to think. Totally. And you're just like, yeah, if you die, like, I'm not, I don't do it, because what if I die <laughs> and Jesus sees me with nail polish on? I don't want to have that happen. Which, like, <laughs> I mean, and is a tiny kid, like, that's so bad. Yeah. Kids don't need to hear that shit. <laughs> that, that has latent you trauma. You don't need to tell your kids to tell other kids that. <laughs> God. Um, another good one was we had, okay, so as a girl in this uh, group, we didn't have shit. Okay. Yeah. Dudes no. got all the cool stuff. We yep. had girls class. And that was, that was your little compensation was, but you guys have girls class, which first of all, <laughs> I loved girls' class. <laughs> Second of all, I would have loved Boy Scouts. Yeah. Well, um, you can be a Boy Scout now if you want. I have a good one about that. <laughs> so one of the things that happened, I'm like 16 maybe, and uh, someone comes up and gives a talk about modesty, uh, which is fine. Uh, if, if you believe in modesty, you're allowed to give talks about it, right? Sure. Um, uh, and she says, you know, this lady's in this room. She's young. This It's time she's probably in her 20s, early 30s. Okay. Uh which this is telling. And she said, one of the things she talks about is how she finds bodies to be so ugly and that they need covered. What? And that was, that's what like, like, yeah, you should, you should tell all of our daughters that. Oh, and that was just like a totally, God. totally normal thing. Um, oh, yeah. Shit. And that's just like little things that like, I don't mean to be as much of a feminist as I've become, but it's as I've dug back through things, I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I get it. Oh, my God. I understand why we talk about this the way we do. Oh, was that woman married? No. Uh, Still isn't. Still isn't. Who is it? You're editing that out. I will will be. (laughs) (laughs) I feel way better. Oh, no. Right? Um, Shit. So then you mentioned Boy Dude, okay, Scouts. Okay, so before before you go forward, there's going to be so many people, many people who listen to this episode, they're like, what the fuck are they talking about? Because there's so many like raindrop <laughs> sounds. Damn it. Okay. Uh, I have faith in you. If you pay me $3,000, I'll email you the unedited version. Mm-hmm. That's for anybody who's listening. Oh, the whole season. I, think- I, don't, I don't do seasons. Whatever. All right. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so we mentioned Boy Scouts. Um, and I had an experience, uh, like three or four years ago, uh, our uncles uh, came into my, to Big Creek where I worked at the time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I don't know who brought up Boy Scouts. Um, and my one uncle was like, don't you think that, uh, I don't like, it's kind of dumb. They're letting girls in now. And I was like, bullshit (laughs) goes, do you feel like you were at a disadvantage because of that? I was like, yes, I think it's bullshit that because I I'm a girl. I did not need to know survival skills. I, I, I like, am 100% in the same Total, boat. utter bullshit that survival skills should be gender-based. What? The, like, oh, I, we don't even have to talk about that. That's just, that's just enough. <laughs> anyway, and my and goes, you're right. Ooh, and I was like, damn. thank you. And just, yeah, and 
was like, can I take it back? And I was like, that's complete bullshit that like, I am not worthy to know how to tie cool knots. <laughs> you know, knot tying is still on my list of hobbies to pick up. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. It's not that cool. <laughs> okay, but you you can't miss. You know, I mean, the what, grass what, is he, greener on the other side. He, yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. It's like we made it sound cool because we were like, yeah, we know how to tie knots, and you're like, fuck you, I want to learn how to tie knots. Like, nah, you're a girl. <laughs> Such bullshit, and I still resent that because like. I can teach you how to tie some knots. We should. Okay. I would love that because that's still stuff that I'm very into. That's still, like those are hobbies I think are super cool, and that the, what I do know I love. Um, uh, is yeah, is a crime that we weren't allowed to to know how to survive on our own because we had to have a man to survive. Uh, I mean, I'll be honest. Like you don't want the older men of Pinesdale to teach you how to pitch a tent. I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> They taught me, yeah, I was going to say something bad, but that's not fair. <laughs> I was going to say they taught me how to dance, but truthfully, the two people that taught me how to dance are the your dad and grandpa, who, yeah. are, who are awesome and I love and couldn't have been more respected by. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny that you, like, resent the fact that we knew how to tie a knot. <laughs> I do, and that's, like, not tying is specifically the thing that comes up. Well, yeah, up. not tying a knot, but not tying. Not tying. Hey, there it's we not go. one knot. Yeah, no. This is dozens of knots well hold on and knowing when to do it like. i'm about to drop some knowledge on you <laughs> could can you guess how many basic knots there are what are basic I'm the basic guess knots seven there's eight. Oh. Eight basic knots i mean i snuck all the cow the freaking tiger cubs books out of my mom's cabinet <laughs> <laughs> i gotta know how to do this you know it's like and I'm square working, knot i'm working for my dad right now and he'll be like what is that and he just like knows what not to type or what thing for what function and that just that's what happens with boy scouts too damn cool yeah it's pretty sweet anyway stupid um (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny that you get that angry about rope well like i remember our uncles like we'd be out here it'd be sunday we'd be on the lawn right sure and it's like two sticks in the bow trying to start fire a bow drill yeah and damn i was like how come i don't get to do this every monday night like my brother's well, I can show you how to do that, too. I should. I've got a good concept of that. Like, I've picked up a lot on my my own. <laughs> Just, like, secretly. <laughs> like, learning Boy Scout seals, like, in the dark it's so nobody knows. Like, vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> Just so vengefully learning survival skills. I will win the skills. Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> I am Katniss Everdeen. Um, I didn't know. Shift gears. Um, I was shocked by the spoon story. You have never heard that before? No. Bullshit. No Seriously? Way. Not till I was freaking insulating a house in like October and I was just like, are you kidding? Me? <laughs> <laughs> I had no clue. And Dude. I was far out there. That's like the, that's the story that everyone from Pinesdale knows. Everyone knows that story. They didn't, we didn't talk about penises. But the spoon story is I, well, legendary. I, I know now. It's your grandpa, dude. <laughs> He was the one. Oh, I didn't know. You should ask your dad about that. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I will. <laughs> uh, my dad tells a story about, apparently, uh, Garrett Wido wrote this uh, oh, like, dude. three-page poem about it in Brilliant. high school. Did Brilliant. you read it? Um, wow. I have not read it. Um, in Whitney's episode, she talks about it. Oh, I did get to read it. Uh, hysterical. Brilliant. Hysterical. One, that's that's when he reached his peak. <laughs> Truly, <laughs> he's never going to do anything better than that in never. his life. <laughs> that, that was that was his piece de resistance. <laughs> Garrett, if you're listening, we love you, dude. Yeah, we do. 
him do. <laughs> oh my god. Um, uh, Did you know that he made a a, a Jessup pocket edition? <gasps> no. <laughs> it's like a pocket constitution. No, no, no. Like a so like. Of course, the whole thing is the fact that he's talking about penises and stuff. Um, and, and defeating him being, it with a spoon. And defeating it with a spoon, right? And he also made another copy of the same poem, but for Jessup's, it was smaller. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the little like the little articles of faith. Yes, tiny things. the little ones. That's little so pocket good. constitution, yeah. That is so funny. God, it's so deeply funny. So fucking uh, funny. And accurate. Uh, anyway. So funny. Um, I wrote down this little thing that's really stupid. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's just like a weird learning where you stand thing. Cause like I didn't have the strictest uh, parents when it came to religion and church and stuff like that. Sure. Um, I mean, it's still considerable on a wider scale, but in our community, not the mm-hmm. strictest. And yeah. you know, like everyone has the hymns memorized, right? Dude, I whistle hymns when I drive. Not, see, and I don't, I know like one, like, like half of three of them half of three of them that's actually pretty good i can play one on the piano and of course it's book of mormon stories <laughs> the coolest dun, dun, dun. the coolest <laughs> one <laughs> um but so we were it was at conference and i was uh 16 and 16 was like the year i was like i i want to be part of this that was the year that i really put really really wanted to be a part of the group and get both feet in it and um it's conference so i'm around a bunch of other co-eds and uh they're talking about something i was like the one him and I was like, well, the only line I know of that one is "Come Thou Fount," and uh, <laughs> and I mean, it's, it's "Come Thou Fountain," and he's like, it's that's not it. I was like, it's not "Come Thou Fountain." That's the only. Th- <laughs> and he was a dick to me because I didn't know that it was "Come Thou Fount of." <laughs> yeah, dude, it's not. I I always thought that too. I was like, why why did they not say fountain? I just felt so discriminated against. I was like, <laughs> discriminated no, against. No, seriously, it was like That's so funny. No, there was this like essence of like, should we be around her? <laughs> <laughs> Your social clout like, revolved around. This is like in how the well top you five popular hymns, and she doesn't know the first uh, four lines. Oh my god. What an bad. idiot. It was bad. What a nerd. Really? <laughs> Doesn't know the difference between fountain and fount of. Um, I guess I think this is what I want to close on. Okay. Unless you have more. I'm happy to sit and bullshit. We can we can close. That's totally fine. Um, someone was asking me about my parents, which my parents never practiced polygamy. They never did. Um, but there was a time where they were um, considering it. And I have unbelievable admiration for my parents' marriage, the way they love each other. Um, and, you know, my, we asked my... Dude, I love your parents, man. Thank you. They're so too. fucking cool. They are super cool. The older I get, the cooler they get. That's the way it should be. Yep. And I love I love your parents. Oh, well, thank we you. just put that on the record. Okay. Um, we'll make sure... You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> my guest thinks... My guest likes my parents. Uh, and um, <laughs> so we... Uh, that's funny. <laughs> that's so dumb. So one day we asked my parents why they never did. And, you know, that there was a woman, that there was some pressure from the church to yep. mm-hmm. wed. Yep. And they've still never told us who it is, though I have a pretty good guess. But my parents, being too good for everyone and too <laughs> full of honor, won't disclose that information. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, and when asked why and why my dad said no to the men in charge who were pushing for this, he said, I will not marry a woman that I don't love as much as my wife. It's not fair to her. It's not fair to my wife. It's not fair to me. 
game set match, dude. And then that's it. It's yeah, and it was the most beautiful thing. Dude, and then, that's so dope. But then, like talking to someone else about in the same conversation, someone asked me about my parents and why, and I told them that story. Yeah. And then they, um, you know, I told a story about it's there's asking general questions, and so I talked about our grandfather mm-hmm. who his third wife he married um because she was a widow and that's a common practice if there's a widow with children you marry her and raise her family Mm -hmm. and um it's it's a weird it's a weird practice it's biblical it's biblical there's also some interesting things about like you can't function without a man hints in there but you know this lady lucked out by marrying one of the coolest guys one of the most respectful kind oh dude i can go on for days about how awesome grandpa was these people completely on the outside said after you know talking about why my parents didn't practice polygamy and why my grandpa did take his third wife they said there are two kinds of honor aren't there whoa and i was like thank you like thank you for that's you for giving me that yeah it's beautiful that's great that's profound yeah that you know you know we can condemn polygamy all we want and we will <laughs> but that <laughs> That, that there there is some there is some beautiful some beauty and some honor and some really incredible things that happen there. Couldn't agree more. And some can do it, even poorly. Yeah, fantastic. Anyway, there's my little treat. There's my little polygamous heart for you. There you go. You can edit that out. Okay. No, we'll keep it in. <laughs> <laughs> this whole episode is gonna be. You can edit that out. <laughs>